Traveling the Vortex. Side trip.
Thank you guys. <laughs> You're all going to be on my Twitter in a few minutes. <laughs> all right, what's up? All right. Well, let's start the attention to you now. Hi. Uh, well, so should, should we just do a question and answer? Sure. Question? Comment, actually. I think I have a couple of questions for you about 
yeah, yeah, he'd be a good master. I've heard that too. I've heard that too. Yeah. Am I the only one who's not a fan of the last master? No. He was kind of. He's kind of odd. As far as like masters go, he didn't didn't really fit master. More like annoying guy in a comic shop. Yeah, exactly. There you go. So, uh, how long have you been in the comic industry? Oh, well, my dad's a comic book artist. Um, I don't know, there's, there's, there's not many comic fans here, right? Only, mostly Dr. Who fans. So, uh, yeah, my dad draws comic books too. His name's Neil Adams. It's kind of So, I, I was kind of born into it, so it's always been around. Uh, you know, what was something you wanted to do? Uh, you know, again, it was a week or two when I was baby. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, it, after a while, it kind of became that obvious choice. You know, when you can draw really well and you don't like working, <laughs> it's pretty obvious what you're going to do with yourself. How do you go about approach drawing a lot of doctor? Well, I, is there a different approach to it? He's kind of, he's kind of the perfect real life person to draw because he looks like a cartoon. <laughs> he's he's got that, you know, even just even his silhouette, the way he's got those big goofy feet and the way clothes hang off him. Just every time you draw him, you're it's it's you're drawing something real but not real at the same time. So it, it was perfect to get into drawing Smith. Uh, I mean I started off, you know, pulling a whole bunch of reference of all the different weird faces he makes and, you know, Drawing them over and over again until I got a hang of it, and uh, eventually it just kind of sunk in. You know, it's he's a big cartoon, so it's perfect. One of the ones I read that you worked on, you know, 100 Pages Spectacular. That's the one that has the story about the pheasants taking over, right? Uh, that's a Daniel, the 2012 yeah. Daniel. You were on that one, right? I worked on the second story in that one, which has Matt Smith or has, has the Doctor. Uh, going off to a planet to uh, to save the bird people. These weird parrot-like, big, lanky birds. Uh, and, and there's a there's characters posing as time lords, which, I mean, when you turn the page and you see suddenly there's these time lords imposing their will on this weird bird race, you kind of get that moment of, like, wow, the time lords are back. But it's a comic, so you know that it's not going to be anything that cool. <laughs> Well, let's go and open up to the floor and ask questions. You can call. Let's say it again. Uh, well, no, you know, it's not that I don't like David Tennant. I do like him. I think he's great. And in the list of 11, he's probably four or five. Not, again, not slight. There's 11 really good actors. But, I mean, for me, Smith, I kind of get the sense that, you know, there's a 1,000-year-old person inside that body. You know, there's this weird wisdom, and even though he's kind of odd and different and alien, which he pulls off, there's, there's a sense of age. And I think that's pretty unique about Smith. Yes. Um, what's each of your guys' favorite team? <laughs> okay, well, I can be first. Um, well, I was introduced to the name Norm. 
So they they will always hold a very special place in my heart. Um, as far as classic, one of my one of my favorites has to be Joe Grace. I've enjoyed her and John Pertwee's chemistry together. Absolutely fantastic. If you haven't seen some of the Third Doctor and Joe Grace stories, go find it. You will not be disappointed. It's every much as big the Doctor Who that we have today. It may be a little longer, but it's still the Doctor Who we have today. Me next, or? Well, myself, Classic Who, I'm always a fan of Sarah Jean Smith. She was always my favorite. New um, Who, I have to say Rose. Uh, are we talking like entire Doctor Who comedy? Yeah, okay. I like uh, Kevin and Dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, the, the robot dinosaur with the uh, mentality of a thespian actor uh, who can't find his place in the world. I think that's just perfect for Doctor Who. Uh, you know, I, I, nothing can really come close to that. You know, the, the giant T-Rex stomp, stomping through the TARDIS, trying to help the Doctor control the uh, TARDIS with tiny little arms that can't reach the panel. <laughs> You don't need emotional ground when you've got that. So. <laughs> Tell us. Oh. Does River count? Yeah, River counts, right? I like River. She's awesome. She, she puts the doctor in his place, which yeah. is pretty cool. Uh, oh. Hi, I'm Jessica. I'm a fan of Our favorite what? Episodes. You know you want to go first? <laughs> okay. Um, the classic who, one of my favorites is back at the first doctor called The Young Fighters. If any of you guys haven't seen that, it's a really good episode. Um, new who, I have to say, my favorite episode always will be Will Be Blink. I've only seen the images, I haven't actually watched the 
Well, I'm no, I'm no brony, so I don't really know. I think the Dr. Who shirts are, are pretty adorable. It gets people to buy Dr. Who-ish things and totally for it. Really emotional Tuesday when Rose gets trapped. That's how to watch. 
to be fair though, Eric Barber at this part of visual transition is actually kind of kind of impressive. Visually, even though you know he doesn't need to look anything at him. Uh, acting wise, he's you know, Julia Roberts is great. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my other favorite, I mean, Johnson was okay, but um, I'm more looking back to Classic Who. I can never remember his name, but the fourth doctor I was granted to. Ainsley or Corpse of I? Jeffrey Beavers. No, it was. Uh, uh, I would have to look it up. Will we finally get a ginger doctor? <laughs> I would love for them to cast a ginger actor and then have him color it. It, it can't be anything but awesome. You know, even even if David Tennant is not your favorite doctor, it's cool to have two doctors, and it's cool to see them interact and be awesome together. Even if they may not even be together, you know, I, to me, I'm thinking like maybe it's just a flashback and they're gonna tease us with it. But who knows? I know you don't want them to, but they could. Are you actually gonna have tenth doctor? Think it's gonna be handy doctor, the one that got left with Rose. I'm going with tenth doctor. I'm going with tenth doctor. I, not, not copy, not not neutered copy doctor. We could he could just be a Doctor Who fan who's getting in cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> about the new companion, and there are some people who are comparing her to Amy and some people that are saying she's too perfect. I want to know your thoughts on that. My? Me? Uh, Moffat always has a plan, and I always say let Moffat be Moffat. I'm sure he's going to come up with something cool and different and funky that will definitely separate her from Amy. Uh, you can't do the same thing twice unless you already did it twice. And then I Made a liar, that's it. One thing I always say is you gotta remember the doctor lies, murder lies, Moffat lies too. Uh, How do you guys feel about people With uh, the doctor right off here, there's that throwaway line that makes it so you can switch him. I would love to switch him that doctor. That's pretty, I mean, you can't, honestly, I, I know there's there's all this like fear. I think there's fear at the BBC. There's fear with the producers. Who's going to be the one who does it first? You know, uh, someone's just got to bite the bullet and do it. And I think it'd be really awesome to see what happens and to see how people interact with a female doctor. You have uh, a thousand year old character who's probably made a few friends along the way. Suddenly going to meet. Oh, it's a female doctor. How are you going to respond? It's almost like the first time the doctor regenerated, and everyone wouldn't believe that you know this new guy is the doctor. Personally, I I'm kind of interested to see it, but I'm, I'm more along the lines of keep the male doctor 
but there's so many questions behind who Clara is. And one of the things that I thought was, wouldn't it be cool because Ramona too was left in the East Face. And what if that's her regenerated after so many years? What if it's Susan? What if it's, you know, all these different questions. And it would be interesting to see one of those two, you know, even if it's not Clara, but in the future seeing those two come back and be like, you know, hey, doctor, it's me, don't you remember? And then, you know, they reconnect and they kind of twist it into the story. It'd be kind of interesting. I think that would be really cool. What you could do, you do a cross-dressing unit and tell this doctor. <laughs> that's, that's a little above, right? What were your favorite Christmas episode? Favorite Christmas episode? Kind of like a sonic screwdriver. <laughs> right? yeah. Oh, he does have a sword, right? Okay. Can the doctor use a sword? you can expect him as a bad guy. I can totally see him as a good guy. You know, you've already had him play a Nazi. He's already played Magneto, which is already a contrast because Jewish Magneto, Nazi. <laughs> let him be. Let him be an alien good guy who's not a wizard, but not Gandalf. And don't put him on a green screen anymore with a bunch of people. Oh, I'll pick on somebody. Okay. Um, Mm. Oh, you were there with the with the fez. Yeah, you. My favorite what? Companion? I think we already did this question. I can give a different answer. Though. <laughs> uh, my favorite companion is this time Donna. <laughs> I like I like Donna mainly because because every time she had an episode on, uh, my my uh, fiance and my stepdaughter couldn't stop laughing because she's just so in intense and so like in the doctor's face, and it's like, no, this is not how we're doing it. I'm gonna set you straight, and, and he couldn't handle her at any point in time. 
And for a while, yeah, that was weird, but yeah, that was crazy. All right, whom who we who know next? Oh, I know. Uh, Roy was the running king of death scenes uh, amongst everything, but what is your opinion on Rory meeting the Oh, that 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 made me weepy. <laughs> I was a total sucker for that. I mean, I don't even care if trying to think about whether or not that was plausible. I was a total sucker for that. I'm even getting a little weepy now thinking about it. That was pretty sad. Okay, you guys go. I I got I got to cry a lot. That was a serious answer, though. It totally made me weepy. I loved it. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start with IW. Do you get any foreknowledge on not necessarily where they're going, but some foreknowledge on the story so that you guys can plan out what's going, what's happening? Uh, they they kind of keep us at arm's distance from the from the stuff that's happening later. We usually write kind of within the previous seasons with the stuff. Like we still have Amy and Rory in our books and. He has to switch to his fancy new trench coat, and, uh, you know, this or that. But I mean, they do load us up with really cool stuff. Like we get uh, we get a reference on the TARDIS, and there's names for each lever and button and stuff on the control panel. Like they have names; they named them. That's whoa. <laughs> and we get reference. They gave us a reference file of the Weeping Angels, and I had to delete it because it was creepy to have all that. <laughs> This angel face staring at me, not even the scary one, just the regular. It's like, whoa. <laughs> the new outfit looks good, you know. Matt Smith dresses well, he, he could pull it off. I don't like, you know what? I, I don't like the way Matt Smith dresses outside of Doctor Who. He always wears like the super low cut, I can almost see his nipples t shirt. You know, he's kind of hipstery. You know, when he's not, I mean, he's hipstery when he's in Doctor Who, too, but it's super hipstery outside of it. Yeah. All right.
I'm sure they have more. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Taylor, 
who, who always criticizes what the doctor wears. <laughs> got one? Do you have a perfect villain for the doctor? Apparently the, the new villain that's at the end of the season uh, is apparently a really great new villain. I'm looking forward to seeing that. I think I'm all. <laughs> Personally, I can't really think of one. I mean, if I had time to actually sit and think about it, I could probably like, think of something off the top of my head and like, put it to the paper, but I don't really than what we can do in the comic books. Even if she never comes back, we don't even want to screw with it. Yeah, that's one thing uh, I kind of noticed, like, Clara, the similarities with her ship, the interior was the same as Jenny's. Sure. Um, it kind of, it's like, what if, no, I don't know. I mean, I think she might be out there exploring the universe like she wanted to. I mean, she's probably exploring different planets and getting to know what kind of life is out there. And until they bring her back, if they decide to bring her back, I think they're just making us think that she's out there exploring. What are your guys' personal like speculations for the 50th anniversary? Well, have you guys all seen Monster Return? Have you guys seen that picture? I don't think that's the picture is appropriate for kids. <laughs> no, it just looks like private parts. <laughs> I mean, really creepy looking private parts. Well, for those who don't know, BBC announced that the Zionists are returning. So, I had to say I could see the other Zionists, so I would need to see that quite really exactly. And if you have a problem with that, that's how you have to see It was a pretty interesting picture. But um, I have to say, I'm pretty interested to find out who Clara really is, is my thing. I think they're going to wrap around that and kind of tie that in and tie it together so that all of us that are naming off 
oh, she might be cow, she might be this, she might be that, you know what? <laughs> We're going to finally know the answer, hopefully, when the good is. Yeah, I don't have any real predictions. Oh, I predict that David Tennant will be there. <laughs> uh, you there with the, with the utility belt? Uh, it's a comic related question. Um, I can answer that. If you, yeah, if you could place Doctor Who and any other comic like comics, like the two big ones, DC and Marvel, where would you see him? Because I always kind of got this image of, you know, him popping into the Tony Starks and you know, just stunning the Iron Man armor right off of him. I'd put him in the DC universe so he could, you know, smack around a few writers and tell him to stop making the books so disgusting and unkid friendly. <laughs> you know, because uh, I've been reading those DC books and it's just, there's decapitation, people getting their faces cut off, and other suggestive things that are, you know, uh, you can have violence, you can have adventure, you can have a good story, just like Doctor Who proves, and you can still make it worth, you know, being something that an adult or a kid can enjoy. Yeah, so uh, let's send the doctor into the DC universe and uh, clean some stuff up. We have time for one more. One more? Oh, who's going to get it? Uh, you and the incredible shirt. It's not an incredible shirt, but whatever. Recently, we saw the pro is very online. So, so one more question. Who do we have? Who hasn't asked a question before? Okay, you, you haven't asked a question before. This episode said Doctor Who bounced into space and came back, or maybe bounced into space. Is the BBC doing anything? You guys remember the last episode of Doctor Who? And I also want to know what they bounced off of to come back. I'm not sure about the bouncing back, but I know they're. They're always in search of the lost episodes. Well, the ones that went that they got coming back from space. Something about that? I, I, I don't know. It would take the BBC to launch something into space to be sure. We need those. Yeah. 
Is that not a rogue cyber? Uh, no. Oh, okay. It, it turned out to be a hoax. Huh? It turned out to be a hoax. Oh. It was, yeah. It was oh. a terrible hoax. But the good news is some of the loss of this are not even animated. Like the ice order is just coming out uh, later this year in the planet where they have the audio and they're animated. So we're still getting those episodes. Are they the US? Yes, they're going to be released in the US. Yeah, I've seen some of the uh, second doctor episodes that have been re animated and the sound might uh, survive, but the picture didn't. So I've watched some of those already. It's pretty good. The Invasion was one of them, uh, and uh, recently there was the first Doctor story in the air, uh, all set in the French Revolution, and that, uh, two of those stories are in the so. Awesome. All right, let's, let's squeeze it. You way in the back on your knees. Can you say that again? Just give me a nice loud... Favorite thing that I only find in Doctor Who? Uh, goodness. What other hero wears the best? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that's pretty cool. I, I, love, I love the bow tie. I love being able to, to enjoy, you know, it's something I can do with my family, is watch Doctor Who. And that's, that's so rare these days. You know, I mean, my stepdaughter will watch Evil Dead, and she's only nine. So I could we could watch a lot of stuff, but at least with Doctor Who, I don't wonder if oh, I gotta cover her eyes. It's perfectly fine for us to watch, and she asks me to watch it all the time. So I can't tell you how many times we've seen, you know, the Weeping Angels. She's like, I want to see the Weeping Angels episode. I'm, like, I'm scared. <laughs> I had to take the shower curtain down. <laughs> I do really love the sonic screwdrivers that they've come up with through the years. Um, I'm in the process of collecting all of them. So, um, I have to say, my favorite sonic so far, classic, of course, was four, and then the new series. So, I'm really liking Max Smith more. I like how it pops and does its thing, so. I do it. One more? Oh, yeah. One more. One more question. One last question. Okay. Yes, you with the glasses there. Ziggy's um, eggs. Past. 
So you have to ask yourself, what happens to change his personality? And obviously in death you go through a certain change. Not that humans go through because they just die. But uh, with him, you know, what's the cause of his death? What happens that causes him to no longer die? You have to think of it from that point of view. I can't guess and I can't say what I want because I never want Matt Smith to not be the doctor at this point. It's like, you know, whenever you have a new doctor, you try and keep going. So we'll see. You know, and I think I'll be excited to see at the same time I'll be excited to see Matt Smith go. I've seen some episodes where um, the doctor actually regenerates, like, for example, when four becomes five. I mean, you see him kind of kick back and all of a sudden start acting like the fourth doctor, and then he starts acting like the fifth. And I, I was thinking it would be kind of interesting, it might sound weird to some people, but to see that as, like, if the twelfth doctor comes in, and then he kind of, like, refrains back to being the first doctor, and then because I know the fifth doctor kind of did that, where he converted back and he kind of acted like the third doctor, and then he kind of just kept doing it. And then I was like, you know what, it'd be kind of interesting to see the 12th doctor do the same, but every so often turn into the other doctors along the way. I would like to see maybe somebody overdone it, play the doctor, and harken back more to the first doctor time, but draw on the fact that he's now a thousand plus years old and really feel that age in the second to last two generations he has. I mean, he's got one more after this. Let's see him kind of tired and kind of grumpy and see how kind of energy he gets in there. Maybe as a baby. <laughs> It'd be really awkward for a season. He wouldn't really get much done. <laughs> but his companion would be doing a lot. And he'd really need I would like to see kind of a spin-off of like when the doctor was younger, when they were looking in the, the vortex and stuff like that, kind of but even if it's just a one episode, kind of how he reacted looking into the vortex. Pre PhD. Yeah. Well maybe everyone can out. Uh where did you find Uh I'm at booth ten twenty six and uh, running out of stuff, so if you want to get stuff, you gotta come. As quick as possible, but give me a chance to go to the potty. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, my website is whatwouldjoshdo.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh Adams, and I've got a Facebook page and a Tumblr page and an Instagram, but I have no idea what they are and I'm not going to use them. So, okay. <laughs> one Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.